We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi. (laughs) I wanted to say hi like Miss Rachel. I don't know if anyone's seen Miss Rachel. It's weird that I've seen Miss Rachel and I don't have any kids. Um... (laughs) I think that says more about my mental state. Sometimes I'll watch like those baby like stimulation videos with the with the fruits bouncing. And honestly, it is very calming. Um, I especially like when they're set to crunk music from like 2008. And whatever happened to the crunk genre? That's what I want to know. We need to bring that back. And what's the modern version of crunk music? But as you can tell, I am hosting by myself right now. And this is just an intro. Um, We are going to replay our most popular episode and one of our favorite episodes of all time. uh, Episode 77, Threesome Thoughts. Um, I'm just going to be honest with everyone. (laughs) I bit off more than I could chew this whole week. And so did Amelia. We both said yes to far too many things. I was moving and she is traveling. It's just, we really needed a break. Um, and I, I can't speak on her behalf, but I'm, I'm sure she probably feels the same way. I like feel honestly like pretty guilty because I love doing this and I hate when I don't have as much time as I want to put my energy and and focus and creativity into something I care so much about. Um, So I just really appreciate that you guys are still listening. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional because I'm just exhausted. (laughs) Mr. Liz earlier this week when he was helping me move was like, is it really a move if you don't have a mental breakdown at some point? And it's true. I did have a bit of a menti B several times, including today. (laughs) Today was the first day I could actually kind of relax. Um, And it is Friday. I'm recording this right before I'm going to post it. So if that's any indicator, it's a Friday night and I have been working up until this point. <laughs> I pour, I, although I did take a break to pour myself a gigantic glass of sparkling rosé. Last week, we also said like this episode was going to be the best episode ever. <laughs> and in a way, it is because I am sharing our most loved episode Um, so I wasn't lying technically, or we weren't lying technically, but, uh, we definitely will be back with some spice and fire next week. I know Amelia has some very exciting news and I, I'm excited. I'm amped for her, but, um, I don't know when she'll want to share that, but obviously you guys will be the first to know, but, I just want to say that we love and appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Um, And I'm thankful that you are still listening. So um, enjoy this episode and we'll be back next week with some controversial yet brave takes, um, some hot tops, uh, topics, maybe, maybe, 
Uh, someone will have an interesting story that we can read out loud. I don't know. Who, the The world is our oyster, um, and it's your oyster too. So we'll see you next week. Love you so, 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 so much. Let's get ready to rumble. I don't know. (laughs) It started going a few places. It did. That was a remix. I was trying to do the rut, rut, rut remix and it just sounded like. How does that song go? Let's get ready to rumble. Right? No, it's that's close. But now that's all I can hear. Let's get ready to rumble. No, that's y'all ready for this. Yeah. Let's get ready to rumble is a different song. Was that what I was just singing? I don't know. All three of them sound the same to me. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Samson. And I'm Liz Ball. And this is Gatsby. If you can see him. <laughs> I gave For him a little th- mic. Oh my God, I have a little paw on my leg. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he just stretched his paw. He, he always needs to be, ideally, he's touching everyone all at once. I love him so, so much. <laughs> it's good there's only two of us. Otherwise, he'd be overwhelmed trying to <laughs> be the socialite of the, the circle. <laughs> My cat is very, my cats are so social when people are like, no, oh, my cat doesn't want to sit in anyone's lap. I'm like, well, come over to my place because they're dying to sit in your lap and bite you if you move. This is honestly, this is the best day of my life. Look he at just this. stretched out both paws onto Amelia's lap. I'm so happy right now. Like a little prince. I've literally never been he happier. Does, he does like a little. Yeah, you are very fancy. Yeah. Look at this handsome gentleman. Mm, yes, distinguished. Look at the way he sits. <laughs> Look at this distinguished gentleman. Uh, <laughs> Before I forget, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at The Holy Hour. Send us your spicy stories. But please send us your spicy stories. We love them. Holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. No, the... We got the email before we secured the name. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe whole, to us on Patreon. We're down to one tier. Um, and also get on Discord. They're having a movie night tonight and it sounds cute as fuck. They're watching The Birdcage, the I, Robin Williams movie. I love that they have movie nights. I fucking love them. And I love that they have, like, they give each other such good advice. Even I'm learning shit. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. I know. You've and, been getting so much love on the Discord. Every aw. time I get, like, little notifications and people are like, last I'm like, that's my well, fucking girl. <laughs> it's just my health stuff. They're like, we're thinking of you. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. There's, it's such a great community. If you're yeah. looking for like a community of very, very nice, open-minded people, join the Discord. The link is in our link tree. Totally. I think that's it. Yeah. Anyways, um, how have you been? I haven't seen you in 24 hours. <laughs> you know, I've been good. Uh-huh. Lots of lots has changed. You got your nose ring yeah i'm I'm giving big liz energy today i love that the beanie and the nose ring yeah oh totally it's because i'm having a bad hair day the the olive and the black i'm doing the same thing when i walked in i was like we have the same color scheme going i didn't even realize it till just night green Mm -hmm. eyes and his black fro kid that's the last i'll talk about you (laughs) yeah this is really cute this is the holy trinity right here yeah me too but um yeah everything's (laughs) fucking great how how is how have the last 24 hours been for you uh i woke up feeling like i got hit for by bus for no apparent reason i don't know i even went to bed early maybe you slept too much no or maybe you didn't have a good night of sleep i didn't have a good night of sleep the night before oh i like read before bed and i was like i'm tired i'm gonna turn the lights off and then you didn't sleep and then i went i fell asleep immediately oh this was last night yeah what was the night before why didn't you have a good night of sleep before yeah i just didn't get enough sleep oh I've been waking up multiple times a night every single night. I've been I'm going through a phase where I have to pee in the middle of the night every me too. night. My brother told me that that's what happens when you get older. Like, oh. I go through cycles where like it doesn't happen and then sometimes it does. It happens too much. It's almost like he's like my alarm. Like he likes to wake me up at some point and then I'm like, "Oh, I have to pee." And then I get up and I go to the bathroom and then I go back and then What does he want when he wakes up? Uh, attention. Oh, I get it. 
Well, so then I have to say he'll he'll sit outside my door and meow like a little vampire. And then I say, come in. <laughs> and he comes in and I have a little chair that he likes by my bed. So now I have to turn it around so he can jump in there because I think he gets too hot if he's on my bed. Oh, it's so that big now he on. sits in a chair next to my bed and supervises me while I sleep. <laughs> No, it's annoying as shit. I know. The middle of the night, every night, he's like, <laughs> like a Victorian ghost child. Like, I was reading online. Apparently, you just have to ignore them and they learn to stop doing it. I have tried that. <laughs> yeah, I think grandpa's like, I have tried that his entire he's life. Different case. <laughs> he just is relentless. Yeah, he's tenacious. Um, so some topics today. We're going to talk about threesomes. I know we've talked about our threesome pseudo encounters Mm. um and just what we think of them but we've Mm -hmm. never we've never asked the audience so um i had someone reach out to me who asked if we could discuss this in more in more detail oh hell yeah so um the more i thought about it because i was like we have only like kind of briefly talked about it but we haven't like gotten our hands dirty Mm -hmm. so i was thinking we could talk about threesomes throuples and the like um i think it's a great idea and then i also saw something interesting that it's backed by studies that like a third of people or two-thirds of people who like often post about their relationship are the most unhappy in their relationship and i know you've talked about that before and i thought it was just really interesting and i wanted to like discuss more yeah um and you know read read a little art read a little bit from some articles (gasps) Ooh, back to read from the professionals you know we're gonna have to do a bibliography and everything um i have a fun question for you though (gasps) oh fuck yeah to kick things off oh hell yeah let's do it what is the most you have ever done for a man who's not your man Ooh, good question i planned an entire birthday party for a man that wasn't my man Uh um that was uh embarrassing that's the first thing that came to my mind um how did it go how'd the party go great it was great it was his 30th Mm -hmm. okay it was a hit I switched my trip plans to make sure that I could be there for his birthday. Oh, damn. I was in love with him. <laughs> he was never my man. Well, he was kind of. It's a long story. That's one that came that, that comes to mind immediately. What'd you do for the birthday? Um, we started at one of our friend's houses and like everybody met there. Uh-huh. And we had like a cake and decorations and then we went bar hopping and we had like closed off a section of one of the bars that he loved and a bunch of people came that he like hadn't talked to in super long time and it was like you reached out to those people Mm -hmm. damn yeah i was was down bad how did Um, he how did he thank you he was like our friendship was very very close at the time so um I felt appreciated. Okay. I think that that was honestly kind of the turning point for when we started exploring our relationship romantically was like after that. Cause uh-huh. I was like, I am great. And then he ended up fucking me over. <laughs> so did he ever do anything like that for you? Mm-hmm. He threw a birthday party for me. Um, it wasn't as big, but he did put a lot of like trouble into it okay. and it wasn't 30. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it wasn't like that big of a deal, but um, he, yeah, he he wasn't um like the most thoughtful person ever but but like you know a little attempts go a long way with me mm-hmm. i think that that might be i feel like once when i'm thinking about this later and i'm gonna be you like, do give out like a lot of participation awards <laughs> i really do to men. i really my, my therapist goes do you applaud mediocre behavior i don't know you answer i'm sure i'll have another one pop up oh man the most i've done for someone who's not my man um i think in college my senior year um the guy who didn't wear shoes and was a musician no shoe man he when he was starting to like disappear and ghost me i 
like got him like a little gift bag because he's like I'm so busy and blah 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 so I got him like a gift bag of like his favorite snacks and like he was having a hard time sleeping so I got like this like fancy like sleep drink um and I don't have any money so I was just like I am thinking of you and here you go that's really sweet. That's very thoughtful. You're good at that. You did that for Twitter Bay too. We talked about that a while. while oh, back. you know what? I'm gonna say that. Uh-huh. That's the most I've done for like a man who was not my man. Oh, was are you sending like a a box of my favorite snacks? You know what? I know he's not listening, but if he is, I sent him my. I allegedly <laughs> sent him <laughs> my favorite kind of pre-roll joint. And it's not made anymore. What? Yeah, they don't make it anymore. And it was my fucking favorite. What was it? Um, it's called Wedding Cake, and it's by uh, Capital S- S- Bubbleworks or something. It Bubbleworks is in the name. And I hate to see it. They make other stuff that I'm sure is great, but God, nothing hits like Wedding Cake. And if you know, you know. <laughs> it really sucks when they discontinue shit like that. I know. Like he it didn't was deserve it. He he didn't. But that was very. And nice then afterwards, you. he was like, "Bye." I sent him my favorite Trader Joe snacks, which during a pandemic, mm-hmm. shit was flying off the shelves. Mm-hmm. It was so hard for me to secure my favorite snacks. You got him hair ties. I did get him hair ties. Pez dispenser. You know what? I hope he uses those hair ties when he's going down on his girlfriend <laughs> and making her have explosive orgasms because she deserves it. <laughs> Okay, I was saying this before we started recording. I, <laughs> I'm i pointing my finger like... <laughs> the word explosive has to be followed by diarrhea for me. I've, um, I don't... I only associate explosive with orgasms. <laughs> wow. Explosive orgasms. That's, that is the true difference between you and I. Uh-huh. <laughs> my IBS, <laughs> your bustling sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, No. <laughs> That's fine. Health things considered, no. (laughs) There is not allowed to be any action down there. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I see what you mean. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm trying to think what else I've done for a man's. I love this conversation because, Uh like, I think you and I are both very. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're very thoughtful, and we don't expect oh, a whole when lot we, in return. When we are all in, we are all the fuck in. Yeah. Oh my god! I feel like I must have done something extravagant for Music Man. Oh, <laughs> yes. The um, <laughs> I went over. <laughs> this is actually kind of embarrassing. So I. Him and I, after our first date, went on no dates. I would just go over there and we would fuck. We just like, we only ever went on one date. And to be fair, that was like peak COVID. Right. But like, we could have gone on like a walk. Fair enough. Like okay. anything yeah. out of his apartment. Yeah. Um, but I mean, his apartment was like pretty great. But one night I was like, what do you, like, we should have like a fancy cocktail night. Like, I can bring stuff over. Like, what's your favorite alcohol? Like, find a fun drink with it. And he said, 
gin or something. I don't fucking remember. And so I like brought all of this stuff and like a shaker and like a strainer. I like went all fucking out and he could not give less of a shit. And (laughs) I brought a lemon and I cut it in half and it fell face down on his floor. But I was so flustered. He was sitting in the kitchen watching me do this. I was so flustered. I still used the lemon and like just rinse it off. He didn't say anything about it, but it was like his his kitchen was like very gross. Like we should not have used that lemon. (laughs) his kitchen's gross it was gross at the moment he never did his dishes before i came over which like i've said in the past Uh, when with him i was like oh it's cute he's so busy you know like he can't that's like a quirk i guess there's um there's something about being into someone that then they do something that normally grosses you out and it's just like it's fine that's fair you know what i mean yeah um does he like wash his ass at least yeah he does okay Ugh, I miss that. You man. know I don't like him. I know. I, know I don't you like don't. you. I don't know if you're listening, but I don't like you. I, I'll, I'm done. So I'm excited for this conversation. Going on the conversation about like doing a lot for somebody that um isn't your guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got approached on Twitter by this gentleman who asked if I, there was a way that he could send me money. And I, being a child of the internet, don't trust anybody ever. Yeah. And you, sh- in this case specifically too, you typically shouldn't. Right. Like, ha- more than half of the time, it's going to be a scam. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Or they like want something in return. Yeah. So I asked him, I was like, in exchange for what? <laughs> when he went, he was like, nothing. And he explained to me, FinDom. Yeah. Financial dominatrix. Which is really it was so funny i told my dad about this it just like came up in conversation and he the things you tell your parents i'm like we are on two opposite ends of the spectrum right now i didn't want to tell my mom because she's like she the reason that i'm such a worrier is because of her you know like she was like i don't like the sound of this at all like it's okay i have it handled but my dad was like googling it when i was telling them about it and he was reading it out to me and he's like this makes so much sense like I you I I've never heard of this, but it makes sense. But what it is is like you basically, in the simplest of terms, you get off by sending somebody money for like really nothing in exchange a lot of the time. And this guy that reached out to me is like so fucking normal <laughs> and kind, and like he checks if he's like pushing the boundaries too much every single time. He like ups the ante a little bit, like if it gets like too sexual or anything like that he like checks in and it makes me feel very respected the first day that we were doing this little setup he said he sent me eight hundred dollars just for nothing i just had to like tell him not to do it that was like part of the appeal and i like i think it hasn't been <laughs> no, that much since then don't. yeah exactly i was like should we have like stop. a safe word so you know that like if when i actually mean stop so now we say pineapple when it's i would never much. say stop sorry <laughs> <laughs> I no. just like I don't I've always had this issue with feeling like I don't deserve things like that you know what I mean like I don't want to like put anyone out of their way like their hard-earned money like I don't want anybody like I'm fine I can afford to take care of myself like I don't need somebody to do this for me um have you ever seen a little princess Mm-mm. all girls are princesses he agrees <laughs> I've missed you so much. I was talking to one of my guy friends about this and I was like, I feel bad because I feel like I'm taking advantage of this person. And he was like, stop. No, he's like the amount of shit that women have to put up with. Let this guy pay you. Yeah, <laughs> like true. And he wants to do it. He's getting something out of it as well. And I don't feel uncomfortable yet. I mean, I don't know this guy, but like it's been a fine setup. He bought me and Liz dinner one night when we were uh, doing a bunch of pod Thank stuff you. here. Yeah, we got so much done. We and really it's because did. we were well fed. Mm-hmm. We ate mediterranean food mm-hmm. and it was everything and more so thank you even just thinking about it, it's making me a little I hungry know, i kind of want greek food i was supposed to get <laughs> greek food tonight but the place is closed oh i know anyway really really interesting thing that i'm going to continue to talk about as this progresses but i had never heard of it before yeah i want to give some tips because one time i know i've mentioned this to you and maybe on the podcast again can't remember everything i've said in general and specifically this podcast but um someone had reached out to me to send them feet pics uh-huh. and they're like i'll send you a lot of money blah 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 and then they asked for like 
trial pictures and it was when I was dating uh, someone else at the time and he was like whoa 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 this guy wants free pictures fuck that like <laughs> yeah trial pictures my ass also I love that like dudes when you when you tell them stuff like this they're like oh they like turn into your manager uh-huh they're like you're doing great sweetie <laughs> uh-huh. so um but he did end up like trying to scam me like I did take the pictures but I was not gonna send them to him mm-hmm. um unless he like paid me first so always ask he and he didn't so always ask for money up front yep um don't do anything over Snapchat. Use no. PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend if they're asking for pictures, um, the best ki- the best thing you can do is send them over in not Instagram. It, send them over Twitter because it scrubs the um, data. Oh, yeah, that's the meta- really really it good scrubs advice. the metadata from your photos. Oh shit! Look so at that. that's I I don't know about the security of Twitter, but I would say like it just scrubs the metadata so that's something that's beneficial to know that's really good to know yeah that's super good to know Mm -hmm. um i was talking to uh one of my friends who's a lawyer and i was like is this illegal (laughs) what i'm doing he's like it's not the fucking 1700s amelia like allow this man to pay you and so i also googled it because i was like i I can't go to jail i am i can't and so i was like is this prostitution if somebody is paying me for something sexual in return, like if this ever does get like hypersexual, you know, mm-hmm. and everything online was like, no, I mean, th- there are those hotlines that people like call to yeah. have like phone sex. Yeah. They, they pay for that. I'm like, oh, shit, this has been going on for a while. At what point do you do you have to put this on your taxes? My dad was like, is he sending you tax documents for this? <laughs> like, But to be fair. The money he earns was already taxed, so... That's true. And it's a gift. This is like somebody buying me a computer. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of going toward the same thing. But this went toward my rent. (laughs) Somebody's like, are you going to buy something fun? I was like... I think I, was that was you. me. Yeah. yeah, you were like, "Are you going to like, buy?" You should like do like a spa day. Yeah, and I for yourself. Eventually, I did. I did take that advice, but most of it went toward bills because I'm a boring old person. I mean, that's fair. But yeah, it was just this is an interesting, fun thing that I've been exposed to, and I wanted to intro it because it will come up in future episodes. Mm-hmm. And now, take it away, Liz. Let's talk about three sons. Let's talk about Menage a Trois. Oh, I love a Menage a Trois. Someone asked us to talk a little bit more about threesomes, and I know we've talked about we haven't had them, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and how would you? No. Would would you? Could you? If if in a, I think I did that last time. (laughs) Yeah, did you in a bed? What a throwback. Would you? Could you? With some bread. (laughs) I was about to say with some bread. (laughs) Wow. Um. No. I wouldn't. I yeah. think I'm too jealous of a person mm-hmm. um, for the, me to like allow a third to come in. And I am too insecure of a person to be a third. <laughs> yeah. I think if I was not in a relationship, mm. I would be down. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Because that was your answer before. I think yeah. we talked about this before you met Mr. Liz and you said that you I'd might. want it to be. So we, ha- we had someone write in to us with some a couple of stories but also some additional really helpful advice um i do want to share that the thing that inspired me to want to have this conversation obviously the person who asked us to talk more in depth about it um and a tiktok i came across um i'm gonna pull it up really quick so i can cite it this is decolonizing love is the handle and there someone asked can you please elaborate more on how triads can be toxic in a polyamorous relationship wow and they start off by saying like they're not all going to be toxic obviously um but something that is a red flag to them is a straight man and two bisexual women because it upholds this kind of patriarchal idea of polyamory so it still is serving this like palatable idea of a straight man like it's making it palatable to men essentially Mm, okay two bisexual women having a couple with two 
with a straight man and two bisexual women makes it more palatable for the public because that's like how um like the media portrays polyamorous couples is this like comfortable yeah. light and the third is just kind of an experiment is mm-hmm. what they say explicitly because the couple um like a, a monogamous couple is experimenting with adding a third and so if either it's typically two codependent people in this relationship wanting to experiment with polyamory while still having control over the relationship with each other Mm. so if one of them feels uncomfortable they can pull out of this relationship with the third and it doesn't matter how the third person feels about it yeah so and i think that's like definitely how it is portrayed in the media like Mm -hmm. oh we're this couple and we're gonna like find a third and it's gonna be a woman and it's like a third person that they're seeking to date and not so much just have a threesome with yeah um so that makes it slightly different it's you know you're trying to invite a third in a relationship aspect but regardless i think if you're inviting a third into your romantic or sex life it's going to come with some other not necessarily consequences, but mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's a cause and effect thing. You, there's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, and then they say, if you are considering it, here are some things you need to think about because both people need to do a lot of internal work before they can invite a third person in. So I think it's like, why do the two of you need to date this third person? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to allow polyamory in your relationship with another person, like, so if I'm dating Mr. Liz and I'm like, I really want to date a third person or whatever, would why would he also need to be dating them? Yeah. So what feels unsafe about letting your partner date someone else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an important distinction. I think there might be there like some people get their wires crossed that polyamory means it's like a like mm-hmm. a threesome couple, truple, thruple, a thruple. <laughs> wow, I've never actually used that word and meant it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that like because it, it's not what it is for a lot of people that are in polyamorous relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I honestly think polyamory is really hard to do well, yeah. like to do safely and considerately. And there, in my opinion. There are too many people who are like, I'm polyamorous and what they they're just using that as a guise to be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and I don't have to consider your feelings because I told you I'm polyamorous. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. You you can be dating multiple people that but that doesn't mean you're a good partner to any of them. So let's get into this this email because I felt like it was really helpful. We actually know her and um, I asked her to like expand on it a little bit more because she DM'd us, but it was a little too long to like put in a DM. So she shared her story with us um, and she used names, but I'm going to just use initials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she says, uh, when my partner E and I first met, we had actually met because we bumped into each other in the rec room at his apartment building where two of my good friends were living. I was at a place in my life where I wasn't hooking up with men, so I initially hit on his sister, and E and I immediately started broing out. (laughs) Ew, I sound like a frat boy. (laughs) Anyways, we instantly became friends. Over the next few weeks, we hung out, and eventually one night we hooked up. The sex was mind-blowing. After we had sex, we started casually seeing each other more formally and eventually had a conversation about various sexual encounters we experienced prior to meeting each other. And at that time, E had mentioned that he had never had a threesome or any sort of group sex. Meanwhile, at this point in my life, I I have had several threesomes, some with male-female and some with female-female. So I mentioned to him that we should try it sometime. Fast forward to the, the middle of the summer, 2021. The first time my partner and I invited someone into the bedroom happened on a whim. One of my best friends was in town from L.A. for the week, so we all met up for ramen at one of my favorite spots. It was me, E, my friend from L.A., and uh, the friend she was staying with, L, and one of our other mutual friends. As soon as L sat down, we caught a vibe. <laughs> I like that yeah, I love description. That. Yeah. Um, throughout the night, I made a few comments about how adorable she was and she matched my energy. When E went to the bathroom, she mentioned that she mentioned to me that he was cute. She thought she was, she thought he was cute too. That was when my friend from LA interjected and said, y'all should hook up. 
E, L, and I all looked at each other, and so I suggested that we head to another bar and talk about it some more. On the way to the next bar, I checked in with E to see if he was interested, and he said yes. When we got to the next bar, L mentioned to me that she had never had a threesome and that she would be down if we were if she would be down if we were so we said yes after a couple of drinks we headed back to E's place that was when I opened the bottle of wine and made some moves on L E asked if he could take pictures of us and we said yes so we had a spicy photo shoot from there E joined us in on the fun I spent most of my time on L while E spent most of his time divided between the two of us. After I made L come in record time, wink, (laughs) hell yeah, I watched the two of them fool around for a while. Then E and I fooled around for a bit and then the three of us had a sleepover in E's bed. The next morning, E made all of us coffee and we drove L home. We are still friends to this day and we get along great. We talked about this experience briefly the next day and we all agreed it it was sexy and fun. They both shared that it was a great first experience and that they were happy to have me there sort of leading the experience. The highlight of this experience was how flowing and natural it felt. We openly communicated all the way through and it was just a fun experience where all three parties felt engaged and desired. The second time. So this one was not so good. That's why I was like, will you please explain this more? Digging this. Um, the second time my partner and I invited someone into the room also happened to be on a whim, but not but did not end on such a happy note. We went on a booze cruise for a friend's birthday. Immediately after getting on the boat, E and I were both getting hit on left and right. And I can confirm they are a very hot couple. (laughs) Both of them are beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, when you see them together, you're like, okay, I have to leave. Yeah, (laughs) I gotta go. The world's gonna implode. Um, And then we made friends with this small group of people that were visiting from out of town immediately this girl t asked if e was single and he said he was with me so she started talking to me she hung around us all night and then at the end of the night asked if we all wanted to hang out after getting off the boat so we said sure um and agreed to host some people at e's place I was mostly hanging out with my girls (laughs) (laughs) but noticed that t was pretty glued to e but I just kept doing my thing T ended up asking me if I would come to the bathroom with her, and she asked me if I was bothered by how much she was talking to E, so I said, of course not, why? And then she asked if I would be interested in hooking up, and I said if E was into it, then we could talk about going down that road. E and I talked about it later briefly, and T had mentioned that she had never been with a girl. I should have noticed I should have noticed the two red flags right there. Never having been with a woman and being glued to East Side, mm. being glued to East Side, but I am pretty secure with myself, so I dismissed my little internal alarm bells. We ended up closing the night at in E's bed, just the three of us. The encounter started very similarly to the encounter with L, with the exception of the photo shoot, with me initiating, and then I let T explore my body, and then we watched her and E fool around. And then watch her and E fool around. After E made T come, he tried to make me come, but neither E or I could, so we all went to sleep. But the interaction left me not feeling great because I could sense that T was using me to get closer to E, which was far from the case when we tra- when we had hooked up with L. This was further cemented the next morning when we went to brunch, and T kept making all of these comments up to E about how she really wants to get married to a Vietnamese man, and E is part Vietnamese, and have kids, etc., all while hanging off his arm. And she kept making all these problematic comments about interracial relationships, asking about his ex in front of me, etc. Essentially, she was making me feel like I didn't fit into E's life because we are culturally different, and they have more in common. She is um, Vietnamese and white. And it was, it was just overall messy. After we dropped her off, E and I had a conversation about the experience where I called out all of the problematic things that he seemed to be not noticing. He seemed to not be noticing. And we decided to take a break from inviting other people into the bedroom. Good call. My biggest lesson from this specific encounter is to make sure that the person you invite into the bedroom is equally interested in both parties and not doing something to get closer to one person because this can create tension. Tips for someone wanting to try it first. Um, one, make sure you understand your motivation for wanting to have a threesome. Is it to please your partner, to explore something new for yourself? Is it a kink? Is it to explore your sexuality, to spice things up in the bedroom, etc.? I think those are all really great questions. Mm-hmm. Two, understand what your boundaries are ahead of time and communicate those to other people involved. Three, 
If you want to try something new, but you aren't sure if you will like it, be upfront about that. Four, have a safe word that is not stop or no. And that's kind of the same. That's the same idea with um, like BDSM. Yeah, with BDSM stuff. So colors are good go-tos because mm-hmm. we've learned them from a young age. True. Yeah. <laughs> if you're colorblind, I you get the general premise. <laughs> Um, do not go into a queer space as a heterosexual couple to court queer men or women for your threesome. This is problematic and makes a lot of the LGBTQIA plus feel unsafe in a space that is meant for them. Initiating is most is the most awkward part, but I really like a direct approach and I start with myself and with my partner. I take time to understand my desire and where it is coming from. Then I share that desire with my partner and then we can discuss how they feel about it. Then we discuss things like what kind of person we want to introduce and what types of things we are comfortable slash not comfortable with. And then we let it unfold semi-naturally. In both scenarios, we had light, flirty conversations that turned into more than just a flirty conversation. Some people have success with dating apps. If this is your approach, especially if you are a male-female couple looking for female-only plus ones, make sure you are upfront about that in your bio. Mm-hmm. And the, that was... That was it. That's that you, was all so, was so helpful. Helpful. Yeah. She reflects a lot of what was in the TikTok we watched mm-hmm. of um if of just like being considerate and careful when you're entering the if you're entering the queer community. Yeah. So if you're looking for like a you know, everyone calls it a unicorn. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a bisexual unicorn woman, like you need to be really really considerate and knowledgeable yes because like queer people deal with a lot of er erasure and prejudice and as a heterosexual couple you need to be considerate of that yes absolutely yeah no this is this is really helpful I think it's also important because a lot of um couples that are like quote-unquote looking for unicorns on dating apps Mm -hmm. get a lot of like they, they catch a lot of flack for like looking for a third but like as she's saying in this email like that's that's something that a lot of people do and they have a lot of luck with it if it's not your thing just keep on swiping it's not the end of the world you yeah. know um but then there are also apps like field f-e-e-l-d is a like a threesome and polyamory and all of the above app mm-hmm. specifically for that so it's becoming more normalized in like the more like liberal areas of the country and there are safe spaces for them now yeah so if you're like even if you're like curious about it, if you and your partner are starting to talk about it if you're going to be respectful in that space I think that it's fair for you to like test out field see like what's what it's like poke around if it's not for you you could just delete it you know mm-hmm. um this was really really helpful thank you yeah. again for writing in yeah, and sharing this was your experience awesome. it's really interesting to have it's unique to have a really great experience and a really awful experience yeah that's also why i asked her to send us more information because she was like the first time was amazing and the second time was a nightmare and then i was like i need to know more and like if you have any advice so it's just this so- was like the perfect shady as fuck of tea mm-hmm. to like enter in the back door that way I think that's that sucks like she is taking advantage of someone who is queer mm-hmm. to get closer to her partner who yeah. she is ultimately the one trying to like hook up with it's and really i think fucked. that fucking sucks hate it yeah couples people, posting about each other should we replace this with our sex fact of the week? I was just about to say that because we'll call it like a relationship fact of the week. Relationship fact of the week. We were in pocket for that one. That felt really in good. That felt I love really when you good. say out of pocket. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I, I like sent you something and you were like, that was out of pocket for them to say it. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> It is an effective phrase. I'm glad you like it. All right. So I pulled up a couple articles about this specifically. And I know we've briefly talked about it of like couples who post about their relationships. There's actually some research to back this up now um, of couples posting on their relationships are typically less happy. So if they're getting more descriptive in their 
in their captions and constantly posting about their relationship, they're likely not as happy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's two thirds of every couple that do this, that participate in like posting about each other all the time. Um, so not all couples. Yeah, obviously. Don't be in our DMs. So, <laughs> you know, people are like, what about the other one third? The sure. other third is happy. Yeah. So for, there's good, your answer. Good for you. What's it like? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're not lying. You are. <laughs> um, no, really. So I'm for you. this is uh, an article from Inside Hook. Um, and it says, want, to, want a better relationship? Don't post about it on social media. All right. So a new study suggests all this posting and boasting about your relationship on social media may be a sign or even a cause of trouble in paradise. 10% of those who post images of themselves and their partner on social media describe the state of their couplehood as very happy. Nearly half, 46 of respondents who do not publish such posts, said that their relationship was in fact a very happy one. That's so interesting. And that's yeah. out of 2,000, what was the number? 2,000 yeah, British 2, citizens. 2,000 British citizens. It's a pretty um, big sample size. Yeah, that is really, that's that a 1,000 couples? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, conducted by Shock Kit, a virtual community of photographers, the survey pulled people between ages of 18 and 50 and asked them to rank their relationship in regards to intimacy, communication, and trust, as well as how much couples' content they share online. Almost three quarters of respondents who define their relationship as either very happy or happy said that they never post couples' content. Of the people who regularly share such posts, 42% said their relationship is very unhappy. That's a big percent. Yeah. Wow. So 42% are very unhappy and they post couples content. <laughs> um, so I think that something that I liked in uh, this article was that it's a social media post can create unle- unrealistic expectations for partners or lead them to feel like their partner is only interested in sharing how great the relationship is if it's on public display. So it kind of just reinforces this idea that like you're only going to appreciate the things your partner does when it's like being publicized. So if you're trying to do something kind for your partner and they don't publicize it, like then you feel bad Mm -hmm. and things like that. Like, I don't know. Like Mr. Liz doesn't post. He hasn't posted in over a year, but he never posts anything about our relationship. I know I do sometimes, but it's because like, that's a like, cute picture. Or like it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. It's. I feel like there's. Shit. Holy sorry. shit. What happened? Um, I was trying to move this up and I didn't tighten the screw. Oh. So it just popped out. Oh, shit. Well, okay. Now I'm on edge about mine. Yours won't. Okay. Um, I feel like this is a similar thing to people like posting only the highlights of their life on social media to like maybe convince themselves that it's better than it is or like if I can just like show people that it's better than like maybe it is better it's like mm-hmm. probably the same kind of thing it's just getting external validation totally like see like if if you think my relationship looks happy and normal then, then like, it is yes yeah it's also the same kind of thing with couples that spend a lot of money on their wedding there are studies and I don't know the numbers but there are studies that say like if they spend a lot more on their wedding, like if they spend an, a, an a reason, unreasonable amount of money on their wedding, it's overcompensating for like them not being super happy because they're trying to like put all like the bells and whistles into their into their wedding. That makes sense. Um, to like appear like they're really happy. My ex was always and I'm removed enough from this now that I can like understand why he felt the way that he did. But I never posted my ex because like I never really felt the need to when we were really bad and I knew that he was like doing some like sneak shit behind my back. I was posting him a ton because I was like, anybody that goes to see if he has a girlfriend is going to know that he has a girlfriend and da, 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 da. And then when I was like feeling secure and happy in the relationship for the most part, obviously outside of like the <laughs> like subconscious rumblings, I didn't feel the need to post him. And that mm-hmm. really, really bugged him. Like I was kind of like one of the final nails in the coffin with our <laughs> relationship was he was like, why don't you ever post about me? And then when him and I first started talking again after we broke up, he asked if I had dated anyone else and I was dating the comedian at the time. Yeah. And I said, yes. And he was like, oh, why don't you ever post about him? It was like still at the front of his mind that That's that was like so a sign. Weird. Yeah. But it was like a big insecurity of his. I agree. Yeah. With you. But I now I'm removed from it and I'm like, 
well yeah because he was insecure in the relationship of course he super cared that i like wasn't like peacocking our relationship around because Mm -hmm. he like didn't really have much else to feel secure about so if i wasn't like showing the relationship publicly then like he had nothing to anchor to yeah i wonder if he was like oh if she's not showing people that she's dating me then um she's trying to hide me yeah exactly want people to know exactly which was never the case i mean like we had done so much work to get back to a good place he had like talked to all my friends so much like i in that moment hoped that he would know that that wasn't the case Mm -hmm. but he didn't like he was he was just mega insecure and i can understand that now but like in the moment i was like why the fuck do you want me to be posting you so badly like you know that i love you but then his mom start. I mean, his mom's a whole fucking other story. But like, yeah, she sounds like a piece of work. Mm-hmm. But like, she was pissed about it too. And like, it was just I don't know. Anyway, for a mom to get mad about something weird like that, if I told my mom like, Mister Liz never posts me on Instagram, she'd be like, Who fucking cares, Elizabeth? <laughs> like, she would. I can hear her saying that to me. She'd yeah. Be like that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's interesting that there's like research to back it up. Totally. Because I know we've just like topically talked about it. Yeah. Because like when I think about it I've never really posted much about really my relationships like yeah not any more than I would think is normal right you know Mm -hmm. like of course I'm gonna post the stuff I'm doing with Mr. Liz right we either look cute like it's a good picture of both of us or we like are going to do something fun I think that there's and a, I don't post often. Right. That too. So. That too. I think that there's a distinct difference between like, oh, me and my partner are like doing XYZ today, da da da. And then like a post that's like, I love you so much. You're my everything. I think that that's there's a difference between those kind of posts. What do you think about the posts that are like we've had a like it hasn't always been great and stuff like that? I think about this a lot. I so I have a follow up thought to that as well. So my first thought about that is like I think that those couples think that everybody is paying attention to the ups and downs of their relationship because everyone is number one in their own mind. You know, it's like everyone knows that we went through a rough time. It's nobody gives a fuck. Just like live your life. Just live your life. Well, and I think you get to an age too where you're like no relationship's perfect of course it's gonna have like you're gonna have to face challenges together yeah if there's a relationship with no no ups and downs if someone's judging your relationship and it's essentially normal like that that person probably hasn't dated very many people true true. (laughs) or hasn't been in a healthy relationship and their opinion probably just also doesn't matter and if it does then they probably just care about you so it's like you don't need to put it yeah. in a, you don't need to put it in a caption well it always reminds me of um our friend molly <laughs> we were talking about this couple who had posted like a fucking long caption like that of like it hasn't always been easy and like they were really focusing on the stuff that sucked <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then she was like i'm happily unhappy with you <laughs> Yeah, that's such a good way and to put it. That's essentially what it's like. I always think of that. Yeah. I'm like so unhappily. I'm happily unhappy with you. It's so fucking real. It's that's the same kind of thing. This was my follow up thought. The couples that are like, it hasn't always been easy. The couples that are like, we've decided to to separate. Like like a celebrity <laughs> a announcement. announcement. Ugh, a, a breakup a announcement. Yes, but every couple like goes through their publicist and they're like, we would respect your privacy during this time. When like. Joe Schmo fucking does it with like her, his like girlfriend of like six months. I'm just like, chill, relax. Yeah. Nobody actually gives a fuck. <laughs> like, truly. I decided to break up. Like, oh, God. That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. Just delete all your pictures of them like a normal person. And everyone will forget about the relationship and the people that care will follow up with you about it. That's yeah. how it fucking should be. Yeah. Ah! Should we wrap it up? Well, I think we should. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We love you, our Our children. children. Oh, she's Mariah. Mariah (laughs) carrying that shit. Oh. Does your back hurt, girl? From carrying the tune? Yep. Hell yeah.